0: Hail hey, cheaters and welcome to the always cheating Fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. A Little sad, but also
1: relieved that the World Cup is over. I feel like I have already moved on to FPL <laughs> while the World Cup was still happening. So now, <laughs> now it's all systems go FPL. Thank you, World Cup. You've been fun.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a real relief. You know, World Cup and Wimbledon both both wrapping up uh, on Sunday. It was. I needed it for the sake of my my actual full time paying job. It was it was a lot of <laughs> distraction. <laughs> um, uh, it's good in that regard. It's also good because I am I'm really I'm ready for FPL to start. You know, it's two months is about as long as I really want to go. That the final like two or three weeks, I'm just like I'm, I'm really ready for it to come back. I mean, I don't know if that my family is ready for it to come back, but I know that I personally <laughs> am.
1: Well, uh, during the World Cup final, I was actually on a historic home tour with my wife, and my logic here was – Everyone's like, my God, this happens once every four years. And what a tremendous match between Croatia and France. You missed it because you went on a historic home tour. I was thinking about FPL the entire time. I was thinking there's going to be a Huddersfield-Wolverhampton match that I'm going to be dying to watch for FPL implications. And I'm going to be able to cash that chip in. With Lila, so I'm going to be able to avoid brunch or a family <laughs> yeah. outing, so I can stay home and watch some some uh, garbage FPL fixture.
0: Uh, so, Brandon, uh, the World Cup is officially over. Uh, quick congratulations to uh, to Floydeth who who won our World Cup league. Uh, finished. Uh, he's a, he's the Tinker Man on Twitter. So go 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 give him a follow. Uh, he is uh, finished number five overall in the world. So uh, very impressive. I think he gets like a signed like a science captain band and like a full album of panini stickers and stuff like that. So he's, he's having a good day or good. My week. question I about the, the, the,
1: the panini album, are the stickers already applied to the album? Is that <laughs> what a full lo- panini album lovingly suggests?
0: lovingly apply them? Yeah. I'm not sure how that works. <laughs> Cause that uh, doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun to me. <laughs> yeah. Tinker Man, you're going to have to fill us in on that. Uh, but this, this podcast is not about the world cup. It is about, uh, the fantasy Premier League game, uh, FPL. Brandon, I, I, the term that that was not even really used when we started doing this podcast. Now FPL is like the only it's like the only way I ever hear it described. Um a lot can change in three years, can't it? Absolutely. This will be our eighth season playing FPL, <laughs> oh, as it's now I you, I you were joking about the podcast. That's like <laughs> we have never been doing it that long, have we? Uh, yeah uh, time flies joshua <laughs> seriously uh so yeah uh, fpl it's it's officially back it's back uh, was it august 11th uh is when yep. the, the games actually kick off um there's a question here uh jamal rice fpl ant, and ian walker um, i'll ask some variation of the question uh, what kind of fpl season usually follows the world cup uh so brandon you uh you took a look at the 2014 season right
1: yeah, gotten the old uh, always cheating DeLorean and went back to 2014-2015 and it was uh Chelsea, you know, winning with the uh the lauded Jose Mourinho and Man City just came up short. Uh let's see, Chelsea on 87 points and Man City a ways behind on 79 points. Chelsea ran away with it. This was the season that uh Leicester almost uh got relegated but somehow yep eked out 41 uh, uh, kind of amazing 41 points yeah it was like all one nil wins too yeah i mean nothing truly memorable in this season at the end of the day about how it was impacted by the world cup per se i think we're going to talk a lot about it in our team previews and it's it's true impact will really only be in the first month or two we're going to see probably uh a fair amount of fatigue at the start of the season and the, the big teams with a lot of depth are probably going to separate themselves from the pack early on.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's all true. Um, I, you know, I will give a shout out, Brandon to uh, David Monday, uh, who is a writer for Fantasy football scout. And uh, he's also a, a good Twitter follow. Uh, he uh, wrote a couple of articles about how the world cup is going to affect um, basically every single team in the premier league and um he talks about like minutes played things like that and it's a good it's a good look at um you know exactly how much certain teams are going to be get affected. We talked you know in part 1 of our preview podcast uh, which you can go listen to it's uh, teams a through h um about you know Chelsea in particular is a team that's really affected by it um you know and Spurs I think we're going to get to in a minute are really affected by it as well. Um but you know the the difference is you know this year there's almost a week less recovery time than there was even four years ago so um if you assume these guys all get you know two or three weeks off which they really haven't even had since the season ended you know the you know the 2017-18 season um two or three weeks off to recover uh and then you know probably two or three weeks to get back into you know game shape so i think for a lot of these players especially someone like Dejon lover who played you know like the best extra defender time, in the world. <laughs> who played extra time, you know, in a bunch of matches in the World Cup. Uh, there's a good chance that he doesn't actually play, I would think, until after the first international break.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Harry Kane, who appears to still be nursing, one might, one might uh, think, nursing the same injury that he caught last season. Um, and right. so fatigue on top of uh, other issues happening. Uh, in his body, I don't know what's going to happen with him. The start.
0: My worry with Mo Salah as well. I mean, Mo Salah, you know, only played two matches in the World Cup. You know, went out in the first round, but or you know, in the in the, um, uh, what, are the what is that round called? The group stage. Uh, uh-huh. Went out in the group stage, uh, but he's still near some injury. I mean, it's not like it's been six months since the last season ended. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's been like two. You know, and so yeah. if he had a you know a bad shoulder injury, injury, can sometimes you know knock you out for for many months. So, I mean, you know, I I assume that he would have – if this were the Premier League season, he wouldn't have played a match, right? He Mm -hmm, wouldn't have mm – he would not have played those two matches that he played uh, for Egypt. Let Um, me say
1: this. So uh, Ian Walker alludes to planning an early wild card because of all of the rotation or or late starts for some players because of the World Cup. Um, You know, the best played plans with the wild card, right? And we always end up – finding ourselves back in, back into a corner and playing our wild card earlier than we expected. But I think no no season is it more important than after the World Cup to do everything you can to hold that wild card. It's a player like uh, Harry Kane at $12.5 million. He's going to be really impossible to fit into your team because you're not going to have him game week one. To do the reorganization needed to fit him in if he comes back healthy and uh, and hitting the ground running that's when the wild card will be needed. So just bear that in mind.
0: Although it's interesting because I think almost everyone's planning a wild card around game week three or four um, or so many. I I know that that's certainly on my mind is sort of building a team for the first three weeks um, made up almost exclusively of players who didn't play in the World Cup uh, and then transitioning into a team of of players that are informed. But I, I actually wonder if with good planning you wouldn't need to use a wild card and there's maybe like a big edge there too. You know, if you sort of have, if you could, if you could plan your moves three or four weeks into the season, um, which is which is really hard to do, obviously. You know, because it's just like you know it's that Mike Tyson thing about how you know everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, right. it's like you know, you sometimes you see people on you know Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and they're like, "All right, I got the first eight game weeks planned out." Right? It's like here is like yeah. every single movement to make, and then you know someone pulls up with a hamstring, and it's like everything goes awry. Yeah. But I think you can well, at least think in terms of overall strategy you know in terms of the kind of you know especially when it comes to the biggest players the really expensive players a strategy for bringing those players in maybe not falling in love with the players you have in your squad so um you know the other player who is going to be affected um not so much for the world cup is um his son um on uh on spurs who is playing in the asian games What about the asian games brandon
1: uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Skyping in remotely from the Asian games right now, Josh, <laughs> we're having uh, a, we're having a grand time.
0: So he is going to be, uh, gone, I think until it's like September 1st or 2nd is when the final, uh, the final, uh, football match is played in the, in the, uh, Asian games. Yeah. Uh, so he's probably not going to play a single match for Spurs until like game week five. Uh, yeah. so a lot of these guys are going to be affected and, and maybe, I don't know, you know, the Asian games probably had to take place after the world cup took place too. So I guess it probably is a knock on world cup effect. In a way.
1: And it's, it's, uh, it's double for some of the big Asian players as well, because the Asia cup is through the month of January. So Hungman <laughs> Sun will be playing in the Asian games now or, 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 uh, come August, September and then in the right. Asian cup later so it's it's a lot it's, going it's on. a mess yeah
0: <laughs> uh yeah so just don't don't bring in sun for your team okay and don't bring in harry kane out that guy's not playing for like what three weeks yeah. four weeks maybe i feel like right, four Brad, weeks yeah yeah probably four weeks all right we wanted to lead off with a little fpl before we talked briefly about patreon uh I want to talk less about our new Patreon tiers, all of which you can go read about on patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, new tiers are draft league t-shirts. You can talk trash about people in your mini league or I guess you can talk trash about us or just people you don't like in real life. I don't really care, right? There's no restrictions on trash talk, right? If you want to trash talk <laughs> well, Donald Trump just, with your money, that's fine. Yeah,
1: no, no libel or slander, though. We we don't
0: want to yeah, get don't sued. don't get us in Trump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever's anything below us getting sued, I'm basically fine with. <laughs> um, but we do have some new and upgraded patrons that uh, I wanted to mention. Or why don't you mention them, Brandon?
1: Uh, happy to, Josh. Big thanks to all these people. Uh, new upgraded patrons at the exclusive producer level. This is the highest. Level uh, offered to always cheating listeners, Sam Streak, Jacob Roberts, and Nick Costello. Ooh. Welcome, guys. Ooh. Also, want to thank Dave wegner Lodol, a uh, recent upgrade, also Bjart Walt Helgeson, Jesse Halstead, Richard Ninkfist, James Parker, Jeff Walker, Rizo, Preben Matthew Burke, and
0: Thomas Velling. Thank you all. Yeah, thanks, guys. That was me clapping. I I actually have very weak I was actually clapping as hard as I can but my uh carpal tunnel makes it very difficult to uh it's to a really sad go story. In on <laughs> It's very but both, both yeah. hands it's really it's a shame. Do you
1: you now you use the mouse pad on your uh laptop by blowing
0: through a straw is that right? <laughs> yeah exactly. It's not easy actually and I'm a graphic designer by trade so it's it's been very tricky branch <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh all right let's get into these team previews just one quick thing uh some recent friendly results uh these are teams that we're not gonna be talking about in this week's podcast. because they uh, we talked about them on uh, uh in part one but uh, arsenal beat Boreham wood 8-0 um there was a, a bombing hat trick in that game uh funny side note there's a guy who follows us on twitter i'm forgetting uh, his name right now uh was very annoyed because Boreham wood apparently is all one word and they have turned it into two words: the club as like as brand, as branding. Like it's it's just Borum Wood, one word. It's like a whole tigers situation. <laughs> he was he was very mad about the branding. Uh, Everton, twenty-two uh, nil win. Uh, it is the most. I was I was joking online about how when I saw the Arsenal Borum. Is this uh, real? Borum Wood. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-two nil win. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah while you're at your wedding <laughs> while you're touring historic homes brandon this is this, uh, this is a little
1: match fixy, josh <laughs> what was the yeah. spread on this friendly do
0: they have a, did they have a spread i assume they took it off the book yeah uh morales with five goals that is kevin oh i didn't even know he was still on everton that's amazing good for you morales <laughs> we thought you were with the uh, tampa bay mutiny already kevin morales <laughs> I, I joked, though, when I was I, – Everton 22-0, I was like, oh, that's ridiculous. That doesn't mean anything. But Arsenal-Borham would 8-0. I was like, hmm, Aubameyang. <laughs> it's like 8-0 is still a pretty, pretty left-sided win. Um, uh, Bournemouth played Sevilla. Uh, Jordan Ibe, our, uh, who we touted a little bit. We yeah. big-upped on uh, the Big players' up. pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Palace, uh, 2-2 draw. Possibly not a great sign, but Sorloth scored. Uh, he also had multiple assists in another friendly today, so – uh, is it is Sorloth actually going to be an FPL option this year? How great would that be after all of our Sorloth pl- praise last season?
1: He is a good god. He is a wise god. He is a, a merciful god. Truly. Is he, yeah. is he an FPL god, though? I, I remain unconvinced. <laughs>
0: we, we will see. He has got a wonderful look and a wonderful name. Uh, I don't like to say his first name. I just like Sorloth... All, and I actually think it's pronounced Sorloth, but I don't like the way that sounds. So I'm going to keep saying Sorloth.
1: He has the body of Cristiano Ronaldo and the head of Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. <laughs> so there you go.
0: In the name of a character from Goonies. It's really, it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, let's take a quick break. And we're going to get back with team previews starting with Leicester City. Same podcast. All right, Josh. Let's commence with the team
1: previewing. We are covering Leicester City through Wolverhampton, and I'm up first with Leicester and uh, Claude Puel. Uh, he is he is a managerial trickster in my mind. <laughs> the you know, like Loki of, of the Premier League. He, yeah, people seem to like Claude Puel and think he does a nice job. Um, he had he had an end of the season for Leicester that that seemed sackable um mm-hmm. but but here he remains and i think i i mean i guess i i don't want to be uh so cynical as to be like well lester didn't win the league again so just sack this guy it's nice that yeah. they're sticking with him for the long they're term
0: they're not i guess they're not chelsea right it's like they're not like i mean you know paul's a good Qual paul won the league on with uh with monaco not so long ago right it was like yeah yeah 17 years ago <laughs> yeah it's like the year after wenger won
1: it <laughs> the the thing I always think about with Puel is not really his uh, managerial bona fides, but the fact that he looks like the uh, shapeshifter from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. <laughs> I've never seen that show. Well, it's fine. Look it up. All right. Okay. So, uh, what can we say about Leicester City? Uh, they they had some players uh, who uh, were will be impacted by the World Cup. Of course, the blockhead Harry Maguire. He he saw five starts <laughs> with England. Scored a scored a beautiful goal. Um, so we, we can expect to maybe see him get uh, a rest the first couple of weeks. Also, Kasper Schmeichel was a bit of a Superman for Denmark. And uh, three Nigerian gentlemen, Indidi Iannaccio and Ahmed Musa, who scored one of the greatest goals of the World Cup. Um, yes. though, though Musa is not even in the FPL game. So he went off That's on weird. loan and, um, I guess he's just not fitting in there at Leicester, but which, which is a wonder. Cause he looked amazing for Nigeria during the world cup. Right. Um, uh, let's look at the fixtures for Leicester. They're actually pretty good. If you look beyond the opening fixture with Man United, which is away, and then they have Liverpool at home in game week four. Uh, beyond that, it's it's very kind in the first eight weeks with Wolves, Southampton, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Newcastle, and Everton. Uh, the the major question, though, in terms of investment, is in the attack now without Riyad Mahrez. Insane in the membrane asks, who is the best bet for a Leicester City mid after Riyad Mahrez Mahrez's departure? Uh, I am of the opinion that the I, I guess it's not very controversial, Josh, but the loss of Mahrez for this team really cannot be overstated okay. uh yeah but james madison is is coming in at 6.5 million i've got a few stats on james madison um and 6.5 if you remember was the legendary riyad Mahrez price the season in which he exploded as an fpl asset
0: that's true i think it was actually 5.5 or was, maybe it was uh, even 5.5 it, it was
1: incredibly low um, but is lightning going to strike twice with uh, a guy like James Madison, who's coming from a championship side in Norwich City? Well, tell us more um, about him. Let's let's hear it. All right. So uh, he's yeah priced at six point five, and that tells me that the FPL Towers thinks that he does have something to offer. So last season for Norwich, Madison scored fourteen goals. And uh, eight of those 14 were coming from open play and two on penalty. So his goal scoring is multifaceted. Uh, He took a whopping 115 shots last season, which was the fourth most in the championship. I.E. this man is very active on the pitch. So fourth most shots in the championship. But Josh, James Madison doesn't doesn't finish less than first. I didn't quite I didn't quite put that <laughs> as artfully as I want to. Don't hey, tell he Madison. Finished, he, he
0: finished first in the U.S. elections twice, Brandon. Yeah. 18 1808 and 1812, <laughs> he won re-election. He also finished best in the championship uh with
1: 124 key passes. So it's goals, it's key passes. Uh he's just a creative midfielder that uh could potentially provide service for Jamie Vardy and, and unleash some goals of his own. So a right. 21 uh, year old signed for a reported 22 million. Lester seemed to have high hopes for this guy. And I don't think you can say much more about James Madison before we see him actually play yeah. with Lester.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. There's like this kind of crop of 6.5 million players right now. Um, all of whom, you know, it's like there's Diego jota on, uh, on Wolverhampton. There's, um, Brian uh, Sesignan, all of whom are really risky. Uh, you know, none of like there's, there's not not a one of them would you just start off your team with, and all of a sudden like and, and just feel very confident that you're going to get returns, you know, right away from them. But there's something to be said for having like one of those players in your team, maybe right, maybe not even. I don't know. I mean, like six point five million too high to take a risk. You know, I mean yeah. it, like, to start off the season. I mean, sure, if you like, if he starts off firing then then obviously you know bring them in but at the start of the season is that too high for you
1: it does feel too high i think we talked about this when we were going on about sessing versus carney and carney at 5.0 versus sessing at 6.5 uh if you have two attacking assets on one team that you're looking to invest in if it's a risk eh, i mean maybe you you say you're minimizing the risk by going for the lower price asset Uh, though, if the 6.5 million guy is the one that starts firing, you're going to have to move some players around to shift a 5.0 guy into 6.5. So is it lower risk to start at 6.5 and then chop down to 5.0? So you can easily make the case that, uh, taking a punt on a 6.5 million million guy does leave you enough freedom to, to escape if it looks like it's not working
0: out. You could argue – I mean, it looked at it in a different way. You could argue that, that 6.5 million is what a Ospliqueta costs, you know. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: maybe the move is to – you know, is to have someone like him or maybe Antonio Valencia at the start of the season. And if you want to bring in a 6.5 midfielder then – then you'll have a couple weeks in the season to kind of see who some of the defenses are that you might want like like, for, like there's a lot of teams right now like Southampton that have a bunch of 4.5 million defensive assets uh wolves do um you know cardiff does you know if one of those seems like they're really going to be valuable then you can downgrade your you know you can basically free up 2 million by going from 6.5 to 4.5 and then move that into the midfield too so um right. you know so I, yeah i guess that's a long way of saying that i don't think I'll have any of those James Madison, Ryan yeah. Cessneon types on my team at the start of the season, but I'll definitely be happy to make a move for one if if you know if one of them starts to fire.
1: Yeah, there was an interesting comparison between Madison and Mares that I saw on Fantasy Football Scout where uh minutes per shot last season, Mares uh, averaged 40 and a half minutes per shot. Madison only 31.6 minutes. So he's shooting more frequently and uh minutes per key pass. Uh, just under 30 minutes for Madison versus 51 it's, minutes for Mara. So
0: the stats the are looking Norwich, pretty good. It's the Norwich way, though, Brandon. That's they're the next Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, right? he, when you yeah. come through the Norwich system, that's that's how they all play. You know.
1: All right. So so that's James Madison. But the other Norwich, you're Norwich here, Taka, they call it. Uh, uh, Damari Gray. It's Damari Gray's team now, Josh. So okay. if you're talking so. about. It's a risk at 6.5 to bring in James Madison. Damari Gray, he's kind of been lurking on the, the margins of FPL for a few seasons now. When he comes in and has a great game, he looks like a world beater. 5.5, mm-hmm. he's priced to buy. Uh, and given these fixtures, a lot a lot of green fixtures, I think he could be worth a punt if, if you're feeling good about Leicester. So last season he finished with three goals and three assists. But I think that does... Um, undersell his talent in this leicester side.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't know that I am feeling good about lester, but I am really curious about this team. You know, I'm I'm really interested in what happens when you lose someone like mares you know, like who steps up, you know, and someone's going to, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they're not I don't, I don't see them being relegated, you know. I think they've got enough strength, you know, throughout that team. Um, but someone's going to have to be a, a key midfielder for them and none of them are expensive. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, unless they unless they make some move for some some big player that that they have that so far they haven't done yet, um, there's going to be someone really valuable who's less than who's six point five million or less on their team. So, um, you know, so it'll be interesting. I think you know someone's got to give the ball to Vardy, right? So yeah, well, and then there's
1: something to be said for how it plays out up front with Leicester because depending on fatigue and World Cup and all of that, with Iannaccio, he could be somebody that could play off Vardy's shoulder or sort of in the hole and right. do a bit of a job there. You look at Vardy at 9.0. This is the luxury to end all luxuries. Granted, he did right. score 20 goals last season, but we have we have very viable options at uh, 7 million. You've got Roberto Firmino at 9.5, and then where we want to be with Aubameyang and Aguero at 11. I just right. don't see how Vardy fits in here, and it would be great to see Nacho really – fulfill again i'm talking about potential there's a lot of potential players here with demario gray and ianacho at 6.0 that could be really good value all right what about the defense yeah uh defense we have a question from fpl qualified uh ricardo perea looks attacking any thoughts on him in a bolstered johnny evans blockhead combo (laughs) defense so uh yeah we'll get <laughs> some we'll get, to, we'll, we'll get to Maguire but uh, Ricardo Pereira you know,
0: a quick side note Maguire is owned by like 22% of FPL right now like I think it's like it's like 21.8% yeah. it's insanely yeah. high for someone who's Definitely not going to play the first. The, of yeah, the, the
1: first, the first two, three, four weeks of the season will be the West Morgan farewell tour. So um, <laughs> just, just get on board with that right away. But I wish Perea they priced it, him at like
0: three point five to start the season, just so we could all have him be, for a couple of weeks.
1: That would be yeah, an amazing tip of the hat to Club <laughs> Captain, legendary league winner Wes Title Morgan winner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, Perea is an interesting new signing, priced at 5.0 in the game. He comes from Porto. And he is off on the wing, surely displacing Danny Simpson, who um, at long last will will see, will see the bench like it's a miracle that I know you hate Danny Simpson. Josh. I mean, he <laughs> hates a strong word, but yeah. I understood how he's hung on to that that place as long as he has. Yeah, His terrible last season. Last two seasons. Yeah, so um, like I said, from Porto, uh, he's fresh off of a season in which Porto conceded a league-low 18 goals in 34 games. So he's a seasoned defender, just three yellow cards for Perea last season. Uh, So that that bodes well uh, for his FPL output. Four assists in three Hmm. seasons running. So not many goals, but uh, he looks good for assists. P- and, and he has history with Claude Puel, who brought Perea to Nice back in 2015. So a flame rekindled yeah. there. It's
0: tempting, though. I mean, those first eight weeks, uh, there are some really strong fixtures. I mean, Wolves, Southampton, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, Everton. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of potential clean sheets. Although, honestly, they weren't. I mean, Ben Chilwell was a valuable asset, you know, the second half of last season. But yeah. But, you know, they're, they're clean sheets. They, they weren't, you know, they weren't exactly a dynamic clean sheet. Keeping team last year.
1: Yeah. All right. Not, not to dwell on Lester too much. So let's just take the broad view on their defense. Perea at 5.0 and Ben Chilwell also at 5.0. Perea just looks more fun because he's new. He looks like he has the bona fides. I'd go mm-hmm. with him. Whereas McGuire is going to get rested at the start of the season. He's priced up at 5.5. I don't feel like we need to go that high on Lester if you want to do it. Johnny Evans, who is also a new signing coming in to replace the aged. Wes Morgan, he's priced <laughs> at 5.0 as yeah. well. I I, um, I, mean, he's good
0: for a goal, but sure. why not have some fun? Go for Perea. Okay, I like it. That's good advice. Uh, all right, move on to Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool is very strong opening fixtures. Uh, get, well, I'd say the opening four fixtures are very strong. They play West Ham, they play Palace, Brighton, and Leicester in those first four. Um, get a little trickier. Um, after that, they play Spurs, Chelsea, and Man City in three to four games. Um, the team is arguably from an attack perspective, anyway, pretty fixture proof. Um, big issue with them is, uh, you know, how much the world cup is going to affect them. Uh, Dejan Leverin has played just an insane, a number of minutes. Uh, but you know, Jordan Henderson too, who's, um, you know, it was arguable how big his role was going to be this season, although he certainly still going to have a role with the club. Uh, but you know, Henderson played a ton of minutes as well. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Mignolet, uh, Mignolet didn't play at all. Uh, Firmino inexplicably barely played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somehow Jesus, who just did not have a great World Cup. Uh, Sadio Mane played three starts, but he was out in the uh, group stage. Uh, then Mo Salah, who we talked about earlier, uh, only had two starts, uh, played 180 minutes. So um, the World Cup is going to affect them. The, they're not, so Liverpool, their key players are not traveling with them, at least. At the moment, um, there's some talk that they may join them at some point um, in the lead up to, like, basically, like, they're going to go on this U.S. tour, they're going to come back, and then they have a couple of preliminary games before the season actually starts. Mm-hmm. It looks like they may join them for that. So whether that's enough time for them to actually, and I'm, I'm talking specifically about players like Mane, Firmino, and Salah, whether that's enough time for them to, to actually be starters going into game week one, um, I don't think that's anything that anyone can really answer right now um i i'm not even sure that i mean to be honest i i'm not sure that klopp knows right it's not like he necessarily you know he has a has an accurate gauge right now of where they are physically you know so
1: all, all uh, he knows from firmino is what firmino has told him via whatsapp so
0: uh right and yeah and, and have you seen the firmino haircut by the way no the oh it's amazing it's like he's like a he looks like a like a like a Ken doll or something. It's like he's got this. Oh I'm really looking this crazy. up right now. Firmino haircut. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. uh, <laughs> there you go. It's amazing. It's not now bad. there's talk. There's a lot of talk about Firmino possibly leaving in the off season. Maybe maybe a move to Real Madrid. Um, obviously, Real Madrid have you know a ton of money now that uh, Ronaldo has moved to to uh, Juve. So. It's possible for Mino leaves. Um, I certainly hope he doesn't. I, I think I, I don't think he will, but I don't I mean, know. He, he, did, I just, he did sign online. a nine
1: million dollar contract. Not that not that this really means anything, but um, right, right. You know, he's he's signed a new deal yeah. over the summer. I,
0: those deals don't mean anything, though. I mean, Salah signed a new deal too. So, um, incoming players, uh, we've got uh, Fabinho, um a defensive midfielder. I, 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 it's say like, say it every with confidence, Portuguese, Josh. I know every Portuguese name. I like. I like shrivel up and get nervous before I say it. Fabinho, a defensive midfielder from, from <laughs> nice. Monaco, uh, likely Emery Chan replacement. Six million. Not a player I'm looking at for fantasy. Uh Nabikita, a little more interesting because of his price. Uh, central midfielder, nine goals and seven assists last year for uh, RB uh, Leipzig. Um, uh, Shakiri was just uh, just joined. He's uh, also seven point five million, which. I think it is an unfortunately high price. Uh, yes. I wish he was just a little bit cheaper. Uh, eight goals, seven assists, and 36 games for Stoke last year. You do wonder, you know, he's not going to be in every free kick the way he was at Stoke. I, I don't, he'll be on some. He obviously is not going to start every match either. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Shakiri thing is, mm. it, I, I'm happy for the club because I think it's good for their squad depth. I mean, yeah. If they had had a player like Shakiri in the Champions League final, like just a player who could have come in when Salah was injured, um it really could have changed that game, right, and as it was, they just had they just had nobody basically bupkis. um yeah they had bupkis. uh so uh Shakiri and Neki are two players uh that fall in that watch category uh I would not recommend bringing either in. It's a shame that Shakiri
1: got relegated last season with Stoke because I feel like that impacted his price. Like, had Stoke not gotten right. relegated, he would have been in the game as a Stoke player, priced at like six point five, seven million, maybe, probably seven million. You know the
0: we- weirdest thing about Shakiri, do you know he's like twenty six years old? I would have assumed he was a lot older than that. I feel like Shakiri's been around forever. You know, like I don't yeah. know, it's weird. He's got he's a, a,
1: the face of a man who's seen things.
0: it does um so yeah Shakiri, nebikita fabinho uh none of those players are players that i'm looking at for my fantasy team uh so i'm not going to dwell on them too much uh there are a couple maybes uh there's uh allison on roma uh who uh you know starting keeper for brazil um very good keeper uh you know everybody says so brandon not just me everybody you go count me me among them I will I, go ask your wife what what she thinks about Allison. Wife? Uh Hello? <laughs> uh and then there's uh Fakir uh Leon who uh has uh eighteen goals, seven assists in uh, thirty games last season. Possible Firmino replacement. Uh the Fakir. I, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. You know, I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna plow through all these names. You know, eventually Joe, I will learn them. You're doing great,
1: to. Josh. Yeah, all
0: in Thank time. Thank you, Brandon. I needed the confidence booster there. Uh, Fakir. He is a player who they like almost agreed to a deal um, about a month or so ago, and then the deal fell apart. Um, I was just reading yesterday that talks may be reopening, though. Um, so I assume that you know Liverpool basically called Leon's bluff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now leon's like all right fine we'll take your your 36.5 million plus add-ons or whatever they're mm-hmm. asking for um so we'll see what happens there uh probably only happens if uh firmino leaves key players uh brandon mo Salah, perhaps you've heard of this guy tell me, more, tell me more tell me more about year.
1: him where did he come yeah. from how many goals did he score last season was he in i good- know
0: that he's he had three bonus points less than firmino uh I know that much. Uh despite having double the goals and uh one point five times as many assists. Uh he starts the season at thirteen million. Uh obviously a you know amazing, unforgettable season. Last year will always go down as the most solid season, I think. Uh I mean I guess I guess it will also go down as a season when Man City were completely dominant, but most solid really was the was the story of the year. Um Amazing season, uh, you know, hurts his shoulder in the Champions League final. And now we just kind of have to wait and see. I mean, I guess the the key question, though, is, you know, is he in your your your, you know, is he in your bus squad right now? If you got hit by a bus and, you know, the team that you have right now is the team that you'd start game week one with. Yeah. Uh, is Mo Salah in that team?
1: Yeah. Mark on Twitter asks us, is it possible to be successful in FPL this season without having Salah? So the question you have to ask is not whether you will have Sala, but will everyone else have Sala? Right. 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 And Sala, as we saw last season, everyone had him, but what's more is everyone was captaining him.
0: Right. Uh, This is an old Nick Cummings thing where uh, Nick, Nick Cummings is a uh, guy who ran a, one of the all time great FPL player, ran a site called uh, transfer hub for a long time. Um, And the community still, you can still find the community, but, um, uh, but Nick Nick has sort of receded into the shadows. Brandon, he's he's part of the league of shadows now. Uh, <laughs> but he, he had this theory that you really, you really had to own the most highly owned players. It just wasn't worth the risk not to have them because if they did well, it just hurt your overall rank so much. Um, and Mo Sal at the moment is owned by an unbelievable forty six point seven percent of managers. Yeah,
1: right.
0: That is that is so high. I mean yeah. that is. You know, I mean, if he scores a goal and an assist, (laughs) let's assume he starts in game week one. And we'll know more from Klopp in the coming weeks about whether he will. If he scores a goal and an assist and has a couple bonus points in game week one, and you don't have him in your squad, yeah, uh, you know, you could, I mean, you could be looking, you could be basically in a hole starting in game week one that it might take you, you know, ten weeks to crawl out of. Yeah,
1: I am open to other arguments, very open, but I just feel for me, I have to start with him because if you're in a world of pain. If he comes out and starts scoring goals, you're not fitting right. him into your squad. That's, that's the, yeah,
0: exactly. That's why it takes 10 weeks. It's, it's not like you can just leave. You can't do a like for like, you know, there's no there's no other 13 million midfielders out there. So you're, you're going to have to rearrange your team to bring him in.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, it, your team will look amazing if you don't have Sala in there and say Salah just he he doesn't he's not a great player to start the season. He's not bringing in the points like we expect. Then you're a genius. You look great and uh, you're the better for it. But just the data shows, the the historical data shows that that's probably not going to happen. You need to sort of right. prepare for not that.
0: Yeah. If he is healthy and ready to go in game week one, I think he's probably in my team too. This season, I'm really trying to make an effort to 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 be a little more, um defensive in my approach um mm-hmm. in terms of sort of blocking key players and not just not just go against players because i think it's boring you know like if i yeah. had i had solid for like basically the entire season last year to me it's like a little boring yeah. <laughs> to have them. oh and yeah like it, that, but you know yeah. that that thinking though can really get you into trouble and this is we're, i don't
1: think we're arguing to be boring or to be conservative this is the most extreme case of that right the most right. solid case this is this would be the one. I mean, there are many other opportunities for us to zig as opposed to zag. And I'm all for that. But I feel like this is the one where there is the biggest downside if you get it wrong.
0: Right. Yeah. I I think, I think you're right. And um, I think for that reason, the thing is if he, if he isn't performing, that's gonna be amazing because when you can drop Mosala and you'll have 13 million to spread around your team, uh-huh. it'll be like Christmas. It'll be like another wild card. Yeah. Uh, you know you're gonna have, have so much cash to to spread around. How about this? Uh, how about you just yeah.
1: how about we take Mosala out of the game and we replace the bench boost with the Mosala chip? Play your Mosala <laughs> chip and you get to
0: get Mosala's points for that game week. it's not a bad idea uh firmino 9.5 million 15 goals 8 assists 29 bonus points uh he he was amazing last year he he is maybe i mean that that whole team was just really fun to watch but firmino might have almost been more fun than sala in some ways uh maybe not more fun but he was almost as fun because his passing is unbelievable for a forward
1: Yeah, he plays the game where, I mean, Salah was just like motoring the entire time. This this lethal efficiency. And Firmino is one of those... Glow harlem globetrotter-esque players who's he has that verve and that joy on his face
0: when he's playing right right exactly and, and also his point
1: his points were kind of i mean he was great and liverpool were flying but his points would be unexpected at times where other players like salas were not unexpected
0: um and then you've got uh, sadio mane who is the kind of george harrison uh to their uh john and paul um is that analogy hold up? Does that make Alex oxley Chamberlain Ringo? Is that? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no,
1: I think uh, Jordan Henderson is Ringo, absolutely.
0: <laughs> so uh, money is uh, nine million. Kind of, if you if you if you feel like you need some Liverpool coverage, um, and you know, if, if you believe in the idea of coverage, a controversial topic. Um, I don't know that I believe in it. Um, then uh, he had ten goals, eight assists, eight bonus points. I think those numbers are not an accurate reflection of of Sadio Mane's goal-scoring ability, though, because he had so many suspensions last year. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I think he was out uh, with an injury for a while, too. He just missed a lot of matches. Yeah, uh, bad luck. Yeah, he had some bad luck. So, I mean, given their fixtures, you certainly – I haven't seen it a lot of teams that have Salah and Mane, um, but you could do it. I mean, you know, West Ham, Palace, Brighton, Leicester in the first four. I mean,
1: yeah. you know,
0: they give me tons of goals in all of those games. I remember last season they started with that um, – Actually, no. I guess I am thinking of two seasons ago when they started with the four three win over Arsenal. But mm-hmm. um, you know they're 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 going to be a really the, this team is only going to be better than it was last year by all accounts. I mean, given all the all the kind of work they've done to to build up their spine. Um, I feel like we're going a little long on these, so I'm just going to – one one more player. One, one player to avoid, I think, is Dejan Leverin just because of all the minutes that he played. Um, he's priced very well at $5 million, so I do think that he's a great wild card player, mm-hmm. um, but not a player I want to bring in at the start. But Andrew Robertson is a player that I, I feel like is not maybe popping in popular enough teams as, as he should, right? He's a Scottish player, um, had the summer off. Um you know, had a goal and five assists last season. He's priced at six million, so it is not a cheap price. Yeah, uh, but given their fixtures, you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe you drop him before that that Spurs, Chelsea, Man City run, and starting in game week five. But for those first four game weeks, I, I think I like him uh, as a you know, as a, as a possible, um, you know, that, you know, what, what's the word kind of a, a premium defender.
1: Yeah. No, the premium defender. I think the choice there is, do you try and go for the, uh, Andy Robertson assists or do you, do you gamble on the Van Dyke, uh, set piece goal? And, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. The Van Dyke was just
0: so, dis- Van Dyke was just so disappointing last year. <laughs> um you know well but is, yeah well per, yeah.
1: perhaps he was fpl wise i do think it particularly if you're a liverpool fan you saw the the defensive change the evolution that happened when van dyke arrived at the squad so i think yeah. this year could actually be a big fpl year for van dyke he does have the goal scoring ability on set pieces and if the uh defense is getting even more sound if we could talk about loris carrius and have a lot of fun there but um Right, I, I yeah, think it's well,
0: there's, interesting that is there is that that's yeah, true. Maybe, maybe it's risky to take a chance on any defender as long as the goal in, in, yeah. until the goalkeeper situation sorted out. All right, anything All right. else Manchester... on Liverpool? No, I think we're I think we're ready to move on.
1: Okay, I've got Manchester City here. My first note is, uh oh, World Cup. Um, perhaps one of the, next to Spurs, the team uh, that could be most affected by the World Cup. I mean, Chelsea yeah. have a lot of um, assets in the World Cup as well, but. You look at this is like a murderer's row of great FPL players from last season: Kevin De Bruyne, David Silva, Kyle Walker, Raheem Sterling, Gabriel Jesus. These are, these guys all played a ton of minutes in the World Cup, and um, it's going to be dicey. That said, Manchester City have some fantastic fixtures to start the season. It's a way to Arsenal in game week one, but after that, it's it's gravy. It's Huddersfield, Wolves, Newcastle, Fulham, Cardiff, Brighton until they hit Liverpool in game week eight. So um, despite these players that might be getting rested, great fixtures. So um, what we have is just a great list of assets that um, might be good pre wild card assets. Chief among them is Riyad Mahrez. Uh, this is a guy where I feel like um he's he's an exciting player on un, unto himself but on manchester city it, it he looks like a guy that was just brought in for squad depth obviously but in this situation right. where you've got raheem sterling that's going to need a fair amount of rest mares looks assured to get quite a few minutes during this great early run for city at nine right. at nine million that could be
0: pretty good value you don't like him more than sané though do you
1: no, uh, I do not like him more than Sane. Sane would be the one for me that is straight into my bus team, um, right. and and so so that's that's the argument that one would make. Okay, maybe you can save point five with Mares coming. He's coming off of a pretty decent season with thirteen goals and nine assists. But um, Sane at nine point five, we know he knows Pep's system. Uh, he works in that team. He's a proven FPL player. Um, just as as much as Mara's over the course of the last two seasons, anyway. Um, so, yeah, uh, Sane straight in for game week one, and he'll be very fresh uh, mm-hmm. with uh, no World Cup for Germany. So, ten goals, fifteen assists, seventeen bonus points for Leroy Sane last season, uh, and the the and and he really has no competition. Sane does out on the left. I'm sure right. some of these these um, winger-type players for City are skillful enough to drop in and fill in for Sané out there. But if you look at Sterling, Bernardo Silva, and Mahrez, their natural positions are more on the right-hand side. So yeah. that is where you'd expect to see more rotation. It's,
0: yeah, I was just thinking about how – it's amazing how far he came. Like he was basically like rotating with Ben Mendy, you know, at the start of last season. and Yeah. Uh, And then, you know, by the end of the season, he was the uh, premier league young player of the year, you know, so it was a pretty, um, you know, pretty, pretty like, he really just came into his own, didn't he? I'm, I, I, Sonny's in my bus team too. I mean, I honestly, he was the first player on my squad. Uh, I just, I mean, their fixtures are fantastic. His price is reasonable. His production is great. Yeah. Didn't play in the World Cup. I, it just there's a lot to like about him.
1: Yeah, there was some frustration with Sana. I mean, I had him last season during periods where he just wouldn't produce, despite the fixtures and and right. seemingly having good form. But uh, he's a young player. I guess he'll he'll be streaky. Yeah, uh, I, I I do want to highlight. I think you highlighted him in an earlier podcast this summer, Josh uh, Ilke Gunduan. five point yeah. five. 5. Here is another player that could be very useful at the start of the season before um, David Silva is back and fit. I mean, Silva is surely going to be among the most fatigued. He had a very strenuous season. He had family issues, played a lot of minutes still for City, and was uh, starting for Spain in the World Cup. So Gundogan, uh, though he played some minutes, I think he Uh, just had around 80 minutes for Germany in the world cup should be fresh enough to get that start and we know Gundogan can get into the box and score a goal there and again so if you don't already have three city players 5.5 looks like a pretty good bargain yep
0: I I, totally Gundogan actually is very likely to be in my team I, I I think I'll probably have two two Man City players in my midfield at this I just don't see any reason not to I mean you know I you can look at fixtures all you want, but you know Manchester Man City are you know even without a bunch of their key players, um, that team is still getting pretty loaded starting off the season. I mean, they're going to have Sergio Aguero virtually fresh and rested as well. So yeah, um, yeah, I mean virtually fresh. I mean, he, I know they played in the round of sixteen match, but um, I don't know. I, I, f- I feel like I feel like Aguero will be ready by the start of the season.
1: Yeah, uh, just to round out the midfield, KDB at ten He. He feels like that is that is a very fair price coming off eight goals, mm-hmm. eighteen assists, twenty five bonus points. KDB not a factor at the start of the season, but uh, mm-hmm. one to put on your watch list. You talked yep. about the attack, Josh Sergio Aguero. I think is probably first choice. He's getting on. I mean, thirty years old. That's still that's still enough to be. I guess at the at peak performance, he looked good for Argentina when he was playing. He scored a couple handy goals for them, 21 goals last season, six assists, 22 bonus points. He, you know, had yet another season in which he racked up a four goal game. So incredible right. captain material. Uh, it, when Jesus is back and fully fit, then we have to have that conversation again about rotation and the, is it worth having right. either of them? But yeah, right. I agree. Aguero seems pr- a pretty good choice for the start of the season.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, he's in my he's in my bus team right now too. We didn't actually have to reveal our teams, part now because it's it's going to come out organically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like this this like, like rundown of teams too. It's like a little front loaded because we've got to run through, you know, man Liverpool, Man City, Man United. But uh, you know, there's just yeah. a lot to talk about with these teams.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know that we need to say too much more about City, but just to touch upon their defense, uh, Jack on our Slack channel uh, via uh, Patreon. Asks, is Ederson the best way into the city defense and will he beat David De Gea's points total in the upcoming season? So Ederson is emerging in all the forums as the uh, premium goalkeeper of choice. Price to buy at 5.5. They have great fixtures. Kept 16 clean sheets last season. I like him as a pick. I I do like him more than David De Gea because he's just a little too premium for me at 6.0. But mm-hmm. uh City's back line is going to be an absolute state uh yeah, coming into game week one. So many players who are at the World Cup. Is Mendy fit at all given that he he couldn't get into that uh France lineup given what a what a powerhouse he can be when he is fit? So yeah, you're left with, with yeah. guys like um Fabian Delph and and Laporte. It, it doesn't fill me yeah. with great confidence. So I, a, yeah. uh, a week or so ago, I was leaning toward Ederson, but now I'm back on the 4.5 rotation.
0: Yeah, actually makes it makes Aubameyang more tempting to have for your game week one squad too. I know some Definitely. people are like, well, yep. I'll bring Aubameyang in in game week three, you know, because they play City and Chelsea. But you know, if they're if Arsenal's at home in game week one and they're playing a City team with like a patchwork back line, uh, and then they go to play Chelsea in game week two, another team that's going to have a really like patched up back line. Um, it could be, yeah, a really, really, good chance to to invest in Obama Yang. So, um, anything, anyway, anything no, else on City? No, we'll be talking about them for like thirty minutes in every podcast for the rest of the season. So, <laughs> I think, I think all right, good. take
1: take us to United.
0: All right, Man United uh, opening fixture is good, but not great. Pretty good. I don't know. It's like they. I mean, it's not bad. They play Spurs. They play. Uh, actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking it, Brennan. It's a pretty good opening. Um, okay. the problem is there another, another team that's pretty affected by the world cup. Um, they, uh, I mean, Pogba obviously is going to be out for a while, you know, played, you know, played, just, just played, you know, I, I think he was like, he was in the running for the golden ball. Um, completely you know,
1: rehabilitated his career. Uh, yeah, it was amazing exactly. to watch. Definitely rooting for him.
0: Yeah. He'll always be a player who was, you know, who performed, Score, he scored a goal in the world cup final right i mean that's you know it's no matter Hashtag what else i can't shoot I, it almost be nice because i was I, just the the way he gets treated on social media it can be a little tiring sometimes it's just because of his transfer fee really you know but, yeah um yeah. yeah so so you have pogba uh jesse lingard ashley young rama lukaku, these are all players who are affected by the world cup uh lingard young lukaku fellaini rashford phil jones victor lindelof David De Gea, Marcus Rojo, and Nemanja Matic. Uh, Lindelof,
1: all, say it ain't so, Josh.
0: I know 360 minutes for him, man. That's a lot of time. So, uh, ton that's about as players. long as the movie Magnolia. Yeah, ex- exactly. Incoming players right now. There's, you know, we're in that time with Man United where you, you know players are going to come in. We just kind of don't know who it's going to be yet. Right now, Fred is the only player who's joined. Uh, Six million player, four goals, seven assists in 37 games, and a meaty 14 yellow cards at Shakhtar. Yikes! Uh, watch out for some suspensions. Uh, More like you, wrong you, you bring, bring, said Fred. Well <laughs> done. That's just that was amazing. Let's just get, take a get moment, ready.
1: Get ready for a billion right said Fred jokes from from the uh, Premier League media coming up this season. <laughs>
0: Hey, well, if they're over, like, what, 45 or so? <laughs> oh, <was laughs> that's Racer, true. if it was big like, 92.
1: <laughs> I, am not, I am not older than 45, <laughs> let the record show. Uh,
0: Toby Alderweireld is a possible target. Uh, Christian Bale is a maybe, although now it sounds like Bale's probably going to stay at Real. Uh, but that that's probably going to be one of those twisty sagas that mm-hmm. goes back and forth over the next couple of weeks. Uh, so key players. Um, you've got Big Rom, everyone, you know, not nothing much needs to be said about him. He had a good World Cup. Um, had sixteen goals, seven assists last year. Eighteen bonus points, uh, which is pretty solid for a for a forward. To know um, Big Rom is
1: to both love him and hate him. I feel so. That's yeah. What
0: I'm... I, I mean, he had a moment at the start of last season where he I would score a goal in the first four games, maybe the first five games, and you were like, "This this this guy's going to score thirty five goals this season." You know, he's he's going to mm-hmm. he's going to basically like break break the record that Salah broke um and then he just he just faded you know Mm -hmm. and it was it was a long fade that lasted most of the rest of the season really i mean you know i think i probably dropped him from my squad or on game week 15 or so and i don't think i brought him in for the final 23 weeks of the season i mean did not have a player of his talent at a at a squad as big as man united you know um for half the season, it's just, I mean, it really, you know, he should have done better. I think, I think uh, yeah, I, you know, from, from a, from a, from an actual goal, sc- I know that he does a lot of things in the pitch and he plays hard, and he links up well, but he really should have scored more goals.
1: I, I think it's unclear to me. I do agree. He totally faded. He probably should have done more. The issue I would, I would raise is that that entire Manchester United team faded midway yeah. through the season. I mean, yeah. some, somehow managed to finish second place. a a solid club nonetheless, but it seemed like a team issue as much as it was Lukaku's issue.
0: Yeah, that's fair, but it's not like it's the first time he's done this. No, okay. Uh, You know, yeah, I mean, he's done that at Everton too, for sure. You really threw Um, that one back in my face, Josh. (laughs) I was was ready, wasn't I? It's (laughs) like one of those, like a ball return things. (laughs) um, Alexis, uh, 10.5 million. I am really intrigued by Alexis as an option. I, I guess I probably won't have him now because I feel like I probably have to have, Sala and investing 24.5 million in those two players seems like too much uh nine goals 10 assists last year uh which is you know obviously he's priced based on his long-term history it's not just what he did last year mm-hmm. uh i mean he Legacy had 24 price. exactly he had 24 goals 11 assists and 32 bonus points the season before that he was you know the dominant force in fantasy just one season before last so I don't want to just completely write him off, and he has basically never had a summer off, right mm-hmm. this guy has played in you know in World Cups and Copa America, and it just it feels like every season there's some new tournament that Alexis is playing you know, like every playing ninety minutes or more in every match uh so this summer he finally has the summer off, finally has a chance to rest, he couldn't played get into his, the
1: Asian games,
0: he couldn't get into the Asian games, he's finally playing with his dogs uh and living his best life. I think he is a player – he's a player to watch and there I, – I might do it. I might just have Alexis and Salah and just – the thing is there's – I don't know who the forward is going to be for Man United <laughs> at the start of the season. Is it, uh-huh. it going to be Marcus Rashford? I mean maybe I, – I don't think it's going to be Lukaku. We just played too many minutes. So isn't there a chance that Alexis plays as an out-of-position forward at the start of the season? And if so, I mean Leicester, Brighton – is the Spurs matches home, you know, Watford in game week five wolves in game week six. I mean, I I know the Lukaku will probably be back at some point before then, but you know, I don't know. I mean, just as an early, if you, if you really wanted to be different, I think that starting and in captaining Alexis in game week one is a real tempting possibility. Yeah. I like it. Just, I'm just going, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. Uh, other players to watch, you've got Jesse Lingard at kind of a breakout season. Not, he had an okay World Cup. Uh, eight goals and six assists last year, though. Price at a very reasonable $7 million, I have to say. I think, uh, uh, I thought he would come in a little higher than that, and maybe there's some some rotation worry out there with him. But $7 million for a player with, you know, given how, on the rise, he looked last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Um, I think he's, you know, again, he's a player for the wild card. I don't think he'll start the season. Um, I think he'll still be resting after the World Cup. Uh, Pogba's the same category. Another, another player with a great price, eight million for yeah. a player with six goals and thirteen assists last year. Um, you know, Pogba's all. It's, it's you got to pick your spots with Pogba. You know, he'll have these he'll have these moments where he's like. Trying to score goals, and then he'll, yeah. It's like I don't know. He just his role changes. He's he's so versatile, really. I mean, it's people Mm -hmm. say it like it's um, people say it like he's mercurial, you know. But I I feel like part of it is just that he can do so much, and so he's asked to do lots of different things. And sometimes he's asked to score, and sometimes he's asked to be. You know, and more of like a quarterback role in the defense. So, you know, it just kind of depends on where he's where he's playing in mm-hmm. any given match. Yeah. Um uh Valencia, Antonio Valencia, uh 6.5 million, also player with the summer off. Scored three goals last season, which is a nice, nice little goal haul for Valencia. Some beautiful uh, six, goals too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh I feel like every time he scores a goal, it's a beautiful goal. Uh, and then David, David De Gea, uh six million, eighteen clean sheets, finally won the uh, Premier League Golden Gloves. Um 10 bonus points. Uh player to watch under the rare option. I'll pick uh Eric Bae. He's uh 5.5 million, and maybe he'll earn that starting spot, Brandon. We like five yeah, around uh, here.
1: I'd love to see some value in uh in that back line. Some people pointing yeah. at Ashley Young at six million, but um it's not really value. it, it isn't really value. He does he is on some set pieces. He's, it's shocking how much of a baby Ashley Young looks like, even though he's 33 years old. I mean, he's the boss baby. He is the boss baby. Um, Valencia is old, too. This,
0: these, these fullbacks are old as all get out. There's some, some gray beard fullbacks, aren't there? I, I think this is why, you know, Luke Shaw apparently – I cannot believe that Luke Shaw isn't – Telling his agent to do everything he can to force a move somewhere else. Seriously, but the there was news I was reading yesterday that Luke Shaw is being given a fifth chance or whatever to finally make it work at Man United, and it's just like after the way Mourinho has treated you, what? Why are you still there, man? Like you have to leave. But uh, if Luke Shaw sticks around, then yeah, long term he could be a great option. He's five million, is super cheap. So yeah, um, yeah. So we'll see.
1: All right, one more team before we take a break. I'm just going to blow through Newcastle. This is your <laughs> FPL team, Josh. Pause okay.
0: after game week eight. These after fixtures eight. are
1: absolutely brutal. Spurs in game week one. Uh, I mean, you could you could spin a yarn about how Spurs are going to come be completely out of sorts at the start of the season. Yet, uh, then they have Cardiff. Fine. Then it's Chelsea, Man City, Arsenal. Palace, Leicester, and then Manchester palace United. Palace away, a, not a
0: great fixture.
1: No, no, not at all. Uh, and, and here's what I have to say about Newcastle's attack. Please pass me these cyanide tablets. Their three available strikers are Perez, Gale, and Josselu. Um right. I'm going to die.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Perez did play really well down the stretch. He, he had a fine final third of the season.
1: Yeah. Al on Twitter says, can't wait to hear you chat about all of Newcastle's big money signings. Uh, I believe his tongue <laughs> is firmly in his cheek there. Um, he does mention, of course, reloaning uh, Kennedy, which a great, great one deal. for them. Yeah. And FPL wise, that's really the one to highlight for Newcastle. He's coming in at this amazing blockbuster price of five million. Yep. I mean, only two goals and two assists last season, but he's a very active player going forward. Um, and that's that's short game time for Newcastle that he's got those two goals and two assists. So Kennedy is the one to flag Lascellas at 5.0. It's a strange one because every other defender, yeah. Yedlin included, who's an interesting player, is at 4.5. So um, it's really hard to recommend paying a premium to get into the Newcastle defense.
0: Yeah, he's um, the captain. I guess
1: that's part of it. You know, he plays every game. Yeah. So and, he'll, and he'll score. A, he'll score on a corner kick. Very useful there. Um, but Perez, you said he he did look good toward the end of last season, six point five, same priced at the same level as Joshua King, who Chris you Wood. were talking about last podcast. I'd go Josh King over Perez to start the season yeah. for sure. Or Chris Wood. My boy. Oh, or Woody. Yep, exactly. All right, let's take a break, Josh. We'll come back
0: and uh we'll kick <laughs> things. Yeah, I know. Get a glass of water, Brandon. We'll come back. We've got five more teams to go. We've got some good ones too. Brandon, we're back. We've got a team that I am actually kind of sort of interested in and here's why. Southampton. Fixtures, okay, not too bad. Southampton are a pretty good team that had a pretty bad run at the end of last season, right? They were um Southampton have been like a, a mid-table flirting with the top 6, you know. I mean, not flirting with the top 6 spots, but like flirting around like 6th place, 6th to 8th place. Uh, the last few seasons and everything kind of fell apart last year. They were like but
1: a steadily we, evolving Premier League club uh, to the positive. Right. Yeah, I agree. Ex- Until exactly. last season.
0: Yeah, we, we know they have a good, you know, a good a good sort of executive system in place. They make good buys. They they make great sales. Um, they almost pulled a Swansea, right? Where Swansea kind of had that system too, and then they finally just sold too many good players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then they had to go down, and that almost happened in Southampton too. But they were able to they're able to hold on, and now they're priced like a bad team. Like they're the 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 price, like no one is expensive on this team now, but they're still, I think, a pretty good SWAT, and I think they're better than they looked at the end of last season. So I I think there really might be some value here. Um, so you know. Let's let's get into how the uh, World Cup affects them. Uh, my Yoshida and Cedric um, both both had uh, – they both started all their matches. Uh, Yoshida played four matches. Uh, Cedric played three. Um, Jan Bednarak um, played uh, – had two starts. Um, and Cedric, by the way, is coming in at 4.5 million. So assuming that he has ample rest time, which I think he will because, you know, um, uh, you know only played three out of four of Portugal's matches um, – Really, you know, to bed, Cedric. <laughs> uh, I think that he is an interesting option in that team. The player that I'm interested in is Yannick Vestergaard. Are you excited about Yannick Vestergaard, Brandon? I couldn't be more excited. <laughs> A massive center back from Denmark. Uh, and he had uh, three goals in 32 matches last season. Uh, he is basically, the, the reason that Bednarak is priced at $4.4 is because Yannick Vestergaard is going to take his spot. Uh, and hold on to it because Yannick Vestergaard <laughs> is the only non-keeper in the Bundesliga last season to play every minute of every match. How's that for a fun stat? That
1: is a perfect attendance award. I love that <laughs> achievement is, only, unlocked. Yannick.
0: Yannick is the only the only outf- the only non-goalkeeper uh, to play every minute last season. So his, his name sounds his name sounds
1: very clean sheet forward as well. Vestergaard, he's he's guarding the goal mouth, and yeah, you're you're exactly. vested in him. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it's great. I love it. I,
0: I trust yeah. him already. Exactly. And Vestergaard and Yannick Vestergaard, he uh, is massive too. He's like six foot seven. He is like a gigantic dude. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he's an interesting option. He is still. I'm actually going to pop on this. He was not listed as of yesterday. He's I see him see right now, he was,
1: Josh. He's, at, uh, he's he's at
0: five million. He's finally added is 5 million annoyingly 4 he's, he's actually 0.5 more than i was hoping he would be but he got that 6 still, foot
1: 7 bump he
0: did uh possibly still an option i think i probably like cedric a little more in that case yeah. but it's just interesting if you look through uh the defender prices for southampton they're they're priced like a promoted team i mean you know mm-hmm. or like a team that was just promoted they're you know bertrand is 5 million all their keepers are 4.5 million uh, Cedric, Yoshida, uh, Hoyt, uh, Stevens, all 4.5. So, you know, it kind of depends on, on what their formation looks like. I mean, it's, you know, it's really, it's the first full season that they've had with, um, um, with the, what's his name? Uh, with Mark, um, Mark Hughes. What's his, what's, thank you. Mark sorry. Hughes. Uh, Mark Hughes, the first full season with Mark Hughes. <laughs> um, so the, the question is, uh, I guess the one question is, you know, is, is Alex McCarthy the like for sure starting keeper? Uh, Go into the next season um, Or does Frazier Forrester Possibly get a chance to to win a spot back um, I'd be a little wary of him McCarthy just for that reason I, I don't know that he's a guaranteed Starter we'll probably know more in the upcoming Matches right I mean as they get closer to the season They'll play their first team squad and and we'll probably know uh, between the two, but you know, regardless, one of those two players will be four point five million. So, um, you yeah, know, pretty tempting. They should just they
1: should just have a fight to the
0: death to see who <laughs> could win who could win that starting <laughs> berth. That's what uh, I think. Mohammed Mohammed El uh, he is a, a Norwegian player uh, who comes over from Basel. Um, has a uh, eleven goals and scored eleven goals and fifteen assists last season in Basel. He is another player in that weird 6.5 million midfielder bracket. There's like you can build a whole 11 of weird 6.5 million players right now, Brandon. Uh,
1: okay.
0: I, I can't recommend him at 6.5 million, but he's basically brought in, I think, to be in that kind of tattish role, you know, a sort of attacking midfielder uh, with some creativity. Um, you know, had the, had the summer off too. So maybe he comes out of the gate a little hotter. Um, I have to admit, I, I don't watch as much Basel as I used to, you know, I used to be a big Basel head. I used to, uh, you know, do, uh, you know, I'd fly over to, to see Basel matches a few times a year. It's but not
1: just a herb I, in your household. <laughs>
0: it's not. Uh, so I, I don't, I, you know, I have, but I haven't seen him play. So, um, the, all I know is that his stats are good um and he's kind of expensive and 6.5 million on a on a Southampton team we're not really sure about it seems like a lot so that
1: sounds like a tacit endorsement of James madison if I ever heard one
0: that's true or or possible we'll, we'll get it we'll get to Diego Yota in a little bit brandy he okay, might be okay. he's, he's an option too okay. um so players to avoid i think that uh Bednerek is um he's tempting as a 4 million player but i do think he's unlikely to start uh, now that, now that uh, our beloved Yannick Vestergaard has arrived. Welcome finally.
1: Vestergaard. Yeah. We've He'll been been be a Patreon tier at some point.
0: <laughs> the Vestergaard tier will be. Um, he is, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, I wrote, uh, so Bender is one to avoid, I think possibly the entire midfield might be worth avoiding right now. Um, their fixtures are, the fixtures are pretty good. So maybe, maybe, you know, I, I bring in a one of these 4.5 million defenders makes sense to me. But just looking at this midfield, I mean, you got Ward Prowse, Redmond, Davis. I mean, none of these players have me excited. Um, it just, it's a Hoiberg, yeah, you know, like is Hoiberg ever, Emil, Pierre Emile Hoiberg, is he ever going to live up to his potential? Oh, yeah. You know, another player is at 4.5 million and you kind of get excited about because you know. It feels like there are points there from him, you know, yeah. but it just, it hasn't happened yet. Uh Players to watch under the radar options. Uh Charlie Austin, uh if he finds his form again, he's kind of in that, that, you know, tier of of, of forwards that we're sort of keeping an eye out for. I, I wouldn't rate him more highly. We've talked a lot of forwards the last, in this podcast, the last one. And I, he's not like, he's not at the top of my list right now. I mean, what do you think about Austin going into this season?
1: Uh, No. No, I don't like him at 6.0. <laughs> yeah. Just a big note. I mean, he, it, it seems he's healthy again. After last season was just a non-season for him. Even when right. he could get healthy, the team was um just in disarray and he couldn't get he couldn't get a lot of opportunities to score, so it was hard to really judge what kind of form he is, is in. I right. guess seeing how he performs in the preseason if the, if it comes to that, but but that's a
0: that's a wait and see. Here's one thing I'll say about Austin. He has a great photo on the Fantasy Premier League site. It is the most. It is the most confident a person can look. It's like he looks like a. It's like he's been posed. I mean, you, you can't look more confident than he does. It's like shoulders are squared. Yeah, I, like I see what you mean. Eye. It's
1: it's his arms are a little away from his sides. He's like he's, <laughs> but he's not really puffed up. It's just sort of a no, like. He, it's
0: hey, kind of like um. It's me, yeah, Charlie the guy? Austin. Who's the guy who plays Thor? It's got he's got like a like a Chris Hemsworth kind of thing going on. Like, just okay, like a very, yeah. yeah. Uh Charlie Austin, handsome guy, Brandon. Um, Bit of a beat. That's all cake. I got to say about Yeah, Southampton, uh I take away is um consider investing in defender, avoid the midfield and the attack for now.
1: Okay. All right, Spurs. Here's my here's my Spurs preview. Um, this is my fun little line I've written about Spurs. <laughs> Hello, I'm Spurs. And my whole team just advanced very far in the World Cup. So uh, FPL Chancer on Twitter says, I'm very worried as as a Spurs fan. Half our squad went deep in the World Cup and Sun misses the first month due to the Asian games. Are you avoiding them early on? So, yes, I I think Spurs are to avoid both the World Cup shenanigans. So many of these starting players are going to have to be rested right um additionally they don't really have a home right now they <laughs> they don't their, yeah. their stadium doesn't open until they host liverpool i think it is in september 15th in game week five uh but the the fixtures as they are newcastle fulham manchester united watford liverpool brighton huddersfield cardiff not bad but um with the big heavy hitters like harry kane deli ali christian erickson uh and and Hungman's son, as we've discussed, all probably having to be sidelined due to fatigue. I think we could talk a little bit about Christian Eriksen maybe being the one that that will show up on game week one. But then you've got their defense. I mean, Jan Vertonghen is going to need to sit down. Uh, he's he's an old man, Josh, and he mm-hmm. went very far with Belgium. Toby, as you mentioned, could be off to Manchester United or some other team. He still hasn't signed a new contract. It, it appears that he's almost definitely out. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, wingers are all at 6.0. All of the defenders, they're all 6.0. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a bit of a hard. <laughs> so they just threw up their hands. <laughs> they're just like, they're all like, right, scr- whatever. Just they're all, yeah, they're all 6.0. Um, I mean, I, I guess uh, Ben Davis is really the one that I look to when it comes to the defense because he uh, did not play over the summer. He's had a long rest. He's still been one of their more reliable fullbacks and a great FPL player. So um, perhaps worth a flyer for Ben Davies. but everyone else in the defense, I think you have to stay away from. So let
0: open up the window for like, I don't know, Sissoko or Lamella maybe. I mean, Sissoko is only $5 million, so... Possible punt early in the season. Lamella, maybe. He had his moments last year.
1: The ridiculous punt for me is Fernando Lorente, priced at 6.0. I don't see how he can't get quite a few minutes with Harry Kane out at the start of the season. Uh, if you believe that Spurs are going to score goals, they really could go through Lorente. And yeah, as you mentioned, Lamella at 6.5, definitely emerging as a midfield dark dork. Dork house. Dork is. I cannot <laughs> say dark horse. Eric Lamella. Yeah. So I I'll stand by the Eric Lamella pick at
0: 6.5. Uh sure. Yeah. Just as an option. He, he, another another chancy 6.5. I guess 6.5 is just that chancy spot, right? It's like it's the like we don't know how to rate you spot, you know, or it's like we we think you could be good, but you could also be bad. So we're just gonna make you
1: 6.5. Yeah. Erickson, $9.5 million, uh just, just to put him on the table for later on in the season if you feel he's too much right. of a risk for game week one. He, is, he goes into that conversation of one of the most consistent FPL players imaginable. You always feel like he's flagging, but he finishes right. in the top five midfielders every season. He was yeah. just behind Salah and Sterling and KDB in fourth place for FPL Mids last season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, yeah, he he upped his goal thread a little bit last year too. Um, Yeah. I mean, this, this to me is, it's, they're a first wild card team. They're not a team that you invest in heavily right now. And I, I don't even see a lot of, I mean, I I like the Lorente thing as like a punt. Somebody even stays because I know he was kind of grumbling about maybe looking for a new club. Um, The Lorente punt. But yeah, other than that, I mean, what, I mean, do you want to have Michel Vorm for three weeks? You know, it's like, there's just not a lot of like, it's yeah. not even like fun players to have on a punt. You know, it just feels like right. you just bring them in and eventually you have to drop them because they're going to get replaced by the the better other players in their squad. All
1: right. So I agree. Not not much to say here about Spurs because they are our first wildcard team. But we have to just touch upon the Hurricane price tag of 12.5. Fair price yeah. tag? Unfair price tag?
0: A Fair price tag. I mean, the best pure striker in the league. I mean, the best pure scorer in the league um 29 goals two seasons in a row i mean you know, if robin van Persie could be priced at 12.5 then certainly seems appropriate for kane as well i mean you know if he'd had an even bigger final game of the last season he could have broken the goal scoring record himself you know yeah. so yep um yeah that seems totally fair to me he missed a few I minutes mean, he missed a few games with an ankle injury so yeah, yeah. Makes, makes total sense
1: okay cool uh take us out take us out to watford
0: <laughs> all right watford uh up and down fixtures um when you look at them over ten weeks, they don't look too bad. Um, they start pretty pretty hot. They play Palace and Brighton at home in uh, two of the first three game weeks. Uh, then they do play Spurs, Man United, and Arsenal from game weeks four through seven. So another team, you know, if you're thinking about that game week four wild card, game week five maybe wild card um, player to look at. There's four game weeks before the first wild card or before the first international break. So. If you like, if you like to have the international break to sort of think about your team, uh, those first four game weeks are the are the game weeks you're gonna be planning for for this 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 uh kind of first round of players. Uh Steven Toomey, uh, producer of the Always Shooting Podcast, says, uh Richarlison at six point five or Delafeo at five point five. Uh without a forward to score, do we look past these two players? He's also a, on the right. The we is because he is a bona fide Watford fan. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that, you know, Delphayou just signed a permanent deal. He had three goals and three assists and 24 combined appearances in two leagues last season. Not a player that I've ever been particularly fond of. In fact, I would go so far as to say I kind of hate <laughs> Uh, But there's no doubt that he played better at the, uh, you know, when he joined Watford last year. He definitely played better. Um, and full year with the new squad, reasonable price, um, good fixtures throughout the season. Five point five million, right? So he's not six point five. So it's a million less. I actually don't think that's a terrible punt. I there is at least a like universe that exists where I have DeLaFayu in my game week one squad. (laughs) Like it's not impossible, you know. What do you Uh, think?
1: I I mean, I could I could exist in that same universe, (laughs) and I do like him over Richarlison at six point five. Again, it's that six point five bracket. Richarlison had a hot streak at the start of last season, but Dele even though he can be streaky in the same regard, he has had streaks across multiple seasons. And yeah. the the uh, cheaper price point
0: just feels more appealing. I mean, Richarlison looked like he was on his way to Barcelona after like eight games last year. <laughs> Uh, and then didn't he go like 15 weeks without scoring? He had some like, like yeah. just insane. Then he like, he was off. on his way yeah. to
1: Barcelona, Florida at that point. <laughs>
0: right. Exactly. He played the, uh, what, what is the, what is the, the United States, U S championship division? There's some, whatever it is below, below MLS in America. Sure.
1: Your beloved carpet football. He was going to play indoor, <laughs> indoor soccer.
0: I like, yeah, I, I think I, I also prefer Del Feo. I also like, I mean, Del Feo is just a very experienced player at this point. I mean, he's played in, the Premier League over multiple seasons, uh, you know, he was at Everton before that, before he Watford, and, you know, he's been in the in the league as well. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm kind of talking myself into yeah, to, a little f- bit.
1: Fair to call him a canny operator, and I, I do like that about him. I mean, his floppy yeah. haircut is one thing, but he is a real canny operator.
0: Yeah. Uh, World Cup's not going to affect them very much. Um, uh, Morocco's uh, Norton Amrabad is the only player um, who actually uh, played in the World Cup for Watford. Um, at least that's on the current squad. Uh, incoming players. I mentioned De Feu, Uh Ben Foster joins the squad at four point five million. Uh, he had ten clean sheets, eleven bonus points last season, which is a pretty pretty good bonus point haul for a keeper. I think yeah, that's bus bus team Claxton here. Yeah, I mean, it just makes some sense, especially with those early fixtures, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you could yep. you could see two clean sheets in the first three. The rest of their um, defense, I find it's hard for me to have a, a like a total beat on right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't feel confident in recommending. I mean, you know, there, you have players like Mariapa, who got big minutes last year and Praddle, and I don't know. I mean, there's like a t- one, two, three, four, fives. They have twelve defenders listed right now on their site. Uh, you know, uh, all, all that's of them. The between, thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is exactly. Yama. It's. I don't know why Yamet's at five million because that guy cannot stay healthy, but. Yamed is the only 5 million defender. Everyone else is 4.5 or cheaper.
1: He's got an attacking you know, streak in him. I think that's why he gets that price tag. But yeah, yeah he's, it's not like he's been uh, doing the business recently.
0: Yeah, I agree that Ben Foster seems a lot safer. I guess if I just like gun to my head, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick Holobos. Holobos was in and out of the squad last year. in and, and Kiko Firmino, those are both pretty stable players. So maybe, maybe those two. I just... Ugh, I, I just—it's it, the kind of like those players, the kind of players you bring into your squad in game week one, and then they don't start game week one, and you're like, "crap," you know, like <laughs> yeah. what, a, what, a, what a waste. Now I'm gonna have to burn a transfer to, yeah. you know, to to bring in someone else already. So uh, I would I would probably stay away from that defense for now, um, yeah. with the exception of Ben Foster. Okay. All right. So uh, Adam Messina, uh, four point five million left back, moved from Bologna. Um, probably lo- looks like he's probably gonna get that starting left back spot um but not much of an fpl asset at least in terms of uh his attacking returns he had uh, zero goals one assist um nine yellow cards last season so um sounds tough but um i don't i don't know if i see a lot of fantasy value there uh it's just weird in general this this team was not it was kind of a weird i mean they were kind of irrelevant in fantasy the last half of last season i'd say once once the charleston faded there just wasn't a lot we were we weren't talking about watford at all right no um you had it. Decore, one of the key players last year, uh, seven goals, four assists. Comes in at $6 million, so it's a little bump from his $5 million starting price uh, last season, but still reasonable at $6 million. Um, some talk that he might be on the move. Uh, Everton have launched a bid for him. that bid was turned down. Um, you've got Richarlison, who we mentioned before, five goals and eight assists. Um, but I think like four of those five goals were in the first 10 weeks of last season. Uh, Perea is a player that I've always loved. Um uh but the total injury risk uh Mm -hmm. he's uh you know five goals and three assists last season six million is too high i I don't know why he's priced at six million i guess it's on potential but um i'd like him a lot more if he was 5.5 million
1: well i think you've got it right here he's the he's the classiest player in this midfield so i I think he gets the bump because of that he's just the standout dresses so well and
0: he's classy he's fine fine clothes if you put him at a table and you had like six forks, he would know when to use each fork as you move through the, mm-hmm. you know, through, the through all the dishes. He would. Um, yeah, play, he's very classy. Uh, players to avoid, uh, I'm going to put Gray and Dini both in there. Um, they both struggled last year. Um, they're both available for $6 million. Do they tempt you, Brandon? There are uh,
1: fans of Premier League teams who are hoping and praying that Andre Gray doesn't get transferred to their team.
0: Uh, he he's never gotten over the social media thing has he uh, no
1: (laughs) yeah he and he he just didn't really look good at all moving to Watford and uh, did struggle a bit at at Burnley too he's just not he's not really turned into a Premier League striker don't not tempted by either of them (laughs) Deeney he's turned into a pumpkin is what he's done Brandon (laughs) Deeney was fun for a while but that ship has sailed it's long gone Uh, I, I think you're I think you're right that it's kind of Ben Foster, and what about uh, one guy you haven't mentioned is Will Hughes, and he is the uh, albino midfielder who who dazzled us when fit.
0: Just stay healthy. That's when fit with Hughes. I mean, Will Will, Hughes spent the entire season battling fitness last year. Came out and was good, and then and then immediately got injured again. So uh, I I just don't like to recommend players like that because it's just it's no fun to have players that can't stay healthy in your team yeah um so speaking of that i'm gonna recommend the often healthy uh chalaba <laughs> uh-huh. as a possible under the radar option only 4.5 million i would definitely not recommend starting your team with him but he is a dangerous player and um you know he's one of those underlying i mean like you look at his to- his points last season I mean, there's nothing to recommend him but um a lot of the underlying stats a lot of the promise that he showed before um uh before his injury last season you know pointed him as a player on the up so Um, You know, maybe just someone to um, to keep an eye on, you know, put them on your your watch list and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, check back in in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, And that's why for
1: Brandon. Okay, West Ham, this is perhaps the most insane team preview I have ever researched. Um, (laughs) It's it's kind of an entirely new team, new new manager and emo Pellegrini. Uh, Mm -hmm. They have some really intense fixtures to start the season. Uh, they've got a reclassified star star attacker and Arnatovich, And then they have a whole slew of new signings. So I'm going to try and put this into a digestible sort of chunk of podcast. Uh, but, okay. but, but stop me if I start to bore you. Okay.
0: Okay. All right. I'm ready. Uh,
1: Manuel Pellegrini, he's back in the premier league. Uh, it's, he's, so you look at David Moyes, he looks like a, a wrinkled, uh, a wrinkled human, but he's not that old. <laughs> um, Manuel Pellegrini is the Chilean version of David right. Moyes. He's, he's, he is another wrinkled human. Um, right, but he's
0: actually a vampire. So he's closer to like 200 years old.
1: It's true. He he has that assistant coach who always sits next to him like a, like a blood bag that um, <laughs> Pellegrini just, just lives off of. So if you're into vampires and blood bags, this, and, and you're a West Ham fan, you might be in luck. But uh, you've got basically a whole a whole team. I'm gonna have to run through some of these new signings. There's a do do
0: a lightning round style. It's all right. We're we're an hour and fifty minutes in. You know, it's okay.
1: All right. So lightning round style. uh, Arnie gets the reclassification. Now he's seven million. Good news. He's already scoring in the preseason on Saturday. He uh, hit one past Wycombe. Uh, So that bodes well. Coming off a season of eleven goals, seven assists, and twelve bonus points. There's there's a lot to like about Arnie here. And if you're looking at that seven million price tag at Jack on our Slack channel on FPL Tricartista, they, they ask the magic question, who do you take at seven million in your squad? Is it gonna be Arnie? Is it gonna be Zaha or is it gonna be Sanctosin at Everton? Um right. And I I don't know if there's an exact well, there's obviously not a right answer to that question at this <laughs> point. There's a lot to recommend to all these guys, but um, I think I think we have to talk about these midfielders to give us a better sense of how we feel about Onor Tovich. So okay. um, Mctavius asked, do you think all these new signings are uh, that West Ham are making can gel and have a good season? Or are they going to flop like Everton did last season with their 100 number 10s? So <laughs> the number the number 10s are like this, Josh uh, priced at seven million. Felipe Anderson, 25-year-old Brazilian. He's an attacking mid who comes in from Lazio. He's got one cap for Brazil. Uh, last season for Lazio, he scored eight goals. But um, in, in my research, I found that he does have a reputation for being wasteful in the final third. So it, it's like the the creative-minded individual that
0: just isn't able to turn his homework in on time. Ah, yeah, Always a fun player to have, a wasteful in the final third player.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like um the least favorite fantasy player.
1: The one that I find equally mysterious, or perhaps more mysterious, but but more tempting, is Andrei Yormelenko. Uh mm-hmm. apologies well for the pronunciation there. He's a he's a he's a big boy, six foot three, twenty-eight-year-old Ukrainian winger from Dortmund. Some wonder if he was going to be classed as a forward in the game, but he's come through as a midfielder at seven million. So kind of positioned as that Salah-style attacking mid who plays out on the flanks. You, uh, If you're a Spurs fan, you may remember Yarmolenko. He scored against Spurs in the Champions League last season. However, that was just one of his three goals for Dortmund. He uh, suffered a bit of injury last season, missing out in two months. But uh, Dortmund, he played one year of his four-year contract, and now he's signed mm-hmm. a permanent deal with West Ham. Is that a good sign, Josh? I don't think it's a good sign.
0: No, but they did yeah, there's been some turmoil at, at Dortmund in the last couple of years, so I I think he could just be he could just be like a turnover sort of thing. I, I don't know that I necessarily see that as a bad sign. You know, it's y- yes. yes it, Dortmund, it, does, it, Dortmund is is finding their identity right now, right? They've sort of brought in all these washed up well, we could go on about Dortmund, but no, it's well uh, sure, but we'll save but, that we'll save that for our 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 uh our Bundesliga preview pod.
1: I think you may be right, though, because the historical data on Jormalenko says Dortmund was a bit of an outlier. Uh, He was a goal machine at his previous club, Dynamo Kiev. He scored at least 19 goals in four consecutive seasons before moving to Dortmund. So um, he he does have that in his locker. How about how about this? So uh, Villa Loney, Robert Snodgrass, has been popping up in preseason matches for West Ham. Could he be on his way to a return to the Premier League? That That would make
0: Guy Yedweb very happy, wouldn't it, our Yeah, yeah. Guy (laughs)
1: Yedweb, the snod is God. God. He would love that. Uh, But the snod not in the FPL game at the moment, though he keeps popping up in preseason friendlies. Antonio suffering from his chronic hamstring injury, too. Would love to talk about him, but there's nothing to say. Mosuaku, you you brought him up earlier in the pod, Josh. He's been reclassed as a midfielder, and here's the problem. In preseason fixtures, he's been starting at left back. First of all, he's going to have to compete with Cresswell for that position. Second of all, nobody wants a defender that's moved up the pitch because you're missing out on clean sheet points for somebody who's playing as a defender. I know he, he right. can kind of right. get forward, but uh, I'm not liking that. Yeah, um, that's true. The
0: yeah. price is tempting, but yeah, I I, I, I agree.
1: Quick on the defense here, uh, Winston Reed, who's sort of the central figure there. He he remains out with a knee surgery, but we have got some new signings here. Fabian Belbuena, priced at four point five. Uh, Belbuena, twenty six year old Paraguayan center back. He's coming from Corinthians in Syria. A uh, bit of a goal machine here. Two goals, then uh, two goals, then six, then three in his last three seasons. So he's proven on set pieces. Eleven goals over three seasons, Brandon. You've been I'm watching a been lot of Sesame after. Street with your uh, <laughs> with your daughter. My daughter, yeah, that's right. Issa Diop, he he's another center back signing. And then Ryan Fredericks, who uh came from Fulham, he's 25 year old, 25 years old. Feels overpriced at 5.0. As I said, pretty much everyone else is four point five. He has only scored one goal in his entire career. So not yeah, a lot of surprising. attacking output output from him. So yeah. uh, I, I just can't really recommend him. The thing is, you're yeah. going to see Zabaleta popping up in all the preseason lineups for West Ham. And uh, he he's going to be displaced by Fredericks at some point. So don't be fooled by seeing right. Zabaleta pop up in these right. uh, match reports, even though yeah. he did. He won a penalty uh, in one of their preseason matches that Andy Carroll... Um, then missed and then proceeded to injure his ankle and he's now Carol is out indefinitely. So I know that's <laughs> a huge surprise. Uh, there's Poor one Carol. more player I have to mention. Who 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 is it? Fabianski.
0: Yeah, he is actually been, yeah, the only. Waiting, the, waiting for the the Fab reveal.
1: Yeah. So Arnie and Fabianski. These are the two West Ham players that are really to talk about. Uh, he was. Priced at 4.5. It's pretty generous. He had a great season for Swansea, even though they uh, were relegated. He's just a save machine. He produced right. Poland's only clean sheet of the World Cup when he got mm-hmm. his his start and their their final group stage match. Nine clean sheets and three penal- penalty saves last season equals 14 bonus points. Only Jack Butland made more saves in the league than Fabianski did last season. Hmm. So um, it's just a matter of do you think that the line in front of Fabianci is going to help him uh, keep yeah. some clean sheets along the way? And I think that's in doubt.
0: Yeah, And the fixtures aren't great either. I mean, they play Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United in four of their first uh, eight fixtures. So, um, uh, you know, you could rotate them because, I mean, they do play Bournemouth and Wolves home in game two and four. So maybe there's some clean clean sheet potential there. But. I mean, just what I'm looking at right now, I feel like I wouldn't want to start Fabianski. I mean, okay, you can always get saves, right? So that, that's, but, but you know, ideally, you know, going into the season, you want to set it up so that you can really maximize clean sheets and a good assuming you're going for a rotation style and not just going with an expensive keeper. So I, I wouldn't really necessarily want to rotate a player that I wouldn't be able to start in six of the first eight unless, unless I just found the perfect pairing with him. I mean, I know that um, like Begovic and Fabianski pair up reasonably well, but I'm kind of souring on Begovic and the, That whole Bournemouth defense right now, so I I don't know if I'd be going that way. Yeah. Um, All right, Brandon. Let's let's move on to Wolves, our final team. Uh, Wolverhampton won the league last year. They really kind of ran the table last year. It's they're an interesting squad. They, um, you know, Wolves were you know when I was sort of really getting into football, but coming like ten years ago now, uh, Wolves Wolves were in the league, and we your friend from from college like. John oh, yeah. John, John Stevenson.
1: He, yeah, yeah, he I, big Wolves so fan. I
0: was I always had a soft spot for him for that. You know, I I liked Nick McCarthy. Uh, you know, I was sad when they were relegated. Uh so it is fun to see Wolves back in the league. Um, I think uh it's an interesting team, and I think there's a lot of interesting fantasy potential here. Um some of it will be in that to be determined category, but just to talk about them quickly, they Had the best defensive record in the championship. They only conceded 39 goals in 46 total games. That's 24 clean sheets. Uh, They play in a 3-4-3 sort of Chelsea-style formation. Um, Wingbacks play uh, up the pitch. Um, And uh, we'll talk more about those wingbacks in a second. Um, The um, World Cup doesn't affect them very much. Um, uh, Rui uh, Patricio, their new keeper, um, did start for Portugal. Um, and then Sice uh, started two games for Morocco. Um, so we talked about uh, Patricio. We actually talked about him in a podcast a few weeks ago, but he's the uh, you know new sign. He comes in at 4.5 million. So a very reasonable price for a keeper of his quality. Um, and given their, their clean sheet record last season, um, starting goalkeeper for Portugal, 70 caps, you know, 460 appearances for sporting Lisbon kept 179 clean sheets in those appearances. Uh, they've also brought in uh, Rula Jimenez, who, um, uh was on the Me- Mexican national team, didn't actually really, was more of a bench player on the Mexican national team, but it uh, does have uh, 31 goals and 120 appearances for Benfica. Failed at a very reasonable 5.5 million classified as a forward. Uh, so a possible option up there in that Bobby, uh, what's Bobby's last name on Cardiff? Oh, Bobby, Bobby Reed. Bobby Reed. Thank you. The Bobby Reed category. I thought you forgot um, Bobby
1: Firmino's name for, for something. I was worried <laughs> about you. Like you yeah. were stroking out yeah. there.
0: Yeah. Bobby Firmino coming in at 5.5. 5, so you really, you <laughs> got to, look that way. Um, key players. Uh, you got Diego Yota, 6.5 million, 17 goals, six assists. I did have nine yellow cards for wolves last season. Um, he's a 21 year old Portuguese player. He did not actually play in the world cup though. Um, Classified as a midfielder. He is a player that is kind of a people who follow the championship closely. Um, when the prices were announced, like he he was a player that a lot of people are putting in their team already. He's sort of in that category of risky 6.5 million midfielders, he's one who really, who really does stand out as kind of um, you know, the the really key attacking option on on Wolves. At least at least he was last season. So um, an interesting option. I mean, I you know, I don't know. I mean, it's um I kind of like him as a punt, just because um, it looks like it looks like they're going to be able to score some goals. I think their fixtures are not bad. Um, they play Everton and Leicester in the first two fixtures. They do play Man City in game week three, but then it's West Ham, Burnley, Southampton, Palace. It's you know it, it's not a bad start to the season for Wolves. So I invested in maybe one Wolf. One wolf. One lone wolf. wolf. I like it. It doesn't seem like a bad idea. That's a solid Uh, tactic, the lone wolf tactic. The lone wolf strategy, exactly. Um, So let's move on to the defenders. Um, The interesting one here is uh, Barry Douglas. And so Jack on Slack says, why is Barry Douglas $5 And I, I I don't know if he means why is he so high or why should he be higher because Barry Douglas <laughs> is a defender who basically had a, like, supersized Marcus Alonso performance last year. He had 38 starts, five goals, and 14 assists. I mean, can you ever remember seeing 14 assists from a defender? That's insane. It's that's, insane, that's, right? That's
1: that's Mesut Ozil territory.
0: <laughs> yeah. So five goals and 14 assists from Barry Douglas, classified as a defender, possibly worth the extra $0. 0.5 million. I mean, it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like if he's, an, it sounds like he, I mean, he could have been in that Masawaku category where he just could have been classified as a, as a midfielder. The name um, like
1: Barry Douglas, he sounds like he should be a game show host. What kind of name is that? Barry <laughs> Douglas?
0: A, yeah, it does look like a game show host <laughs> name. Uh, if you want to go a little cheaper, the other side of the, uh, the wingback formation, you've got Matt Doherty, uh, who uh, is a, uh, Bit of a singer songwriter, Brandon. I believe is Matt Doherty a singer? Yeah, is that, guy yeah, is that Soul Coughing? Soul Coughing, exactly. Soul Coughing lead singer Matt Doherty in a second act as a Wolverhampton uh, defender, uh, classified a little cheaper at four point five million. Had four goals and four assists last season, a mere ten goals less than Barry Douglas. Uh, if you want, for some reason, uh, to go with their center backs. Uh, you've got Will Bowley and Counter Cody. Both had plenty of starts, and, and Will Bowley picked up three goals and two assists. Uh, Ryan Bennett is the player that people are talking about here. He's an interesting option. He got 27 starts last year, uh, classified at $4 million as a starting price. So the question is, is he – the NFL game is pretty good in general about not giving starting defenders a $4 million price tag. So there must be at least some some idea that, that he's going to get displaced, Bennett. But um, – Going into the season, there's a I think a reasonable chance that Bennett actually will be a four million starter for Wolves. So, uh, in that case, he might be uh, might be a player to keep an eye on, or or just you know st- you know sort of stash as your as your fifth defender. Um, there's the, always uh, player, one.
1: There's always one
0: four million player. Exactly. There we always find one. Um, the uh, player void is uh, Ruben Neves. Uh, he scored a spectacular goal uh, late in the season, but uh, more of an assist to the assist type player so um uh kind of tempting at five million but i think uh, i think i'd rather go tom carney if i was going with a five million player on a promoted team
1: absolutely i mean yes tom carney all the way <laughs> we all we uh, all we're all team carney carney is carney is being uh chiseled in into the fpl stone template right now
0: he definitely is uh and then uh, yeah just player to watch or another radar option uh rui petrusio who um we talked about earlier but um Really interesting option, I think, at four point five million. Just given given his given his quality. I think he might be the only concern there is that maybe he gets a little extra rest and, and um John Ruddy, who's a quality keeper in his own right, um, you know, plays the first couple matches this season.
1: Yeah. Right. Well, Wolves, I wish you the best of luck this season. They do have my favorite home kit so far.
0: Yeah. I think I yeah. I, I like I like I, I kinda like this team. I just think they're like they're just interesting you know this this is not your typical promoted team you know mm-hmm. I mean they've they, you know they used you know transfers and, and loans really well to kind of just remake their team last year they're actually holding on to a lot of these players so it's uh yeah. it's pretty exciting
1: it's not easy to do
0: yeah exactly as you're as you're seeing with Fulham
1: all right, Josh, that was quite a journey from Arsenal to Wolverhampton. We have now previewed all 20 teams in the Premier League. But that's not it for our preseason coverage. Uh, we've got more coming up, including our special annual FPL rules for success. So uh, we, you have that to look forward to in the coming weeks and, and much more preseason coverage. And we'll, we'll yep, probably exactly. unva- unveil our bus teams at some point.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Later, A little closer to the start of the season. Um, yeah. Just one note. Um, we are uh, recording this on a Monday night. I don't think our next podcast is actually until next week, Thursday. Uh, Brandon, you're actually going to uh, Scotland for a week or oh, so. Oh, yeah. Right?
1: I should mention uh, for anyone that's still listening, then maybe you want to meet me for a beer. If you live in Glasgow, Scotland, please uh, send a DM to us on Twitter or hit us up at hailcheaters at gmail.com and I'd love to hear from you. Maybe we can get together in Glasgow. Sounds so I'm, good. I'm, Yeah, I'm yeah. there uh, this Thursday through the following Tuesday. I think it is.
0: Right. So we'll be uh, probably about a week off between a little week and change between the, these podcasts. But then we've got a we got a few more. Uh, we actually have our like a pod schedule, uh, maybe one or two a week um, leading up to the start of the season. Then we'll be back on that normal rotation of Sunday night or Monday night, um, depending on when the fixtures take place. I have just lined up a uh, special Patreon exclusive pod uh, for this coming weekend, so I'm excited to um, to uh, announce that um, as the details get firmed up. Um, but for now, uh, thank you for um, listening to the podcast. Um, for all of our patrons, uh, thank you very much. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, um, support the podcast in any way, or if you don't, if you if you are a patron and you don't feel like you have all of the things that you typically get for being a patron, like you don't have the Slack link or you don't have the lead code yet. Um, you know, let me know. Um, one thing that's kind of frustrating about the FPL website is you can't actually tell who you've invited to the league yet. Uh, you know, yeah. like it'd be nice if there was like a, like a pending invite section or something like that. Yeah. Um, so if by mistake, I, I have not sent you an invite, just, just let me know. Um, so, but patreon.com slash always Cheating is where you can, you can learn more about all that stuff. Uh, producer. Thank yous. Uh, Mike DiPietro, Stephen Toomey, Sam Streak, Jacob Roberts, Nick Costello. Thank you to all our producers. Uh, Brandon, what else? Yeah,
1: take about producers. What special people? Uh, yeah, give us a five-star review on iTunes. We got a couple uh, ratings on iTunes over the last week, so thank you to whoever you angels are out there that gave us five stars and wrote us a review. That helps the podcast a lot. If that's the least you can do, we truly appreciate it. Just subscribe to the pod. Of course, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, where we're the most active. It's easy to get in touch with us there, at Hail Cheaters on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Cheating. Send us an email with your lengthy missives. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll get <laughs> right back to you. The email address is hailcheaters at gmail.com. And, of course, just visit the website where all that information is, alwayscheating.com.
0: I love these team preview pods, and I love that they're over. I'll just say that. I'll just say that. Uh, All right, Brandon, we'll have fun in Scotland and I'll see you in a week or so. All right. Hail Mike, Stephen, Sam, Jacob,
1: Nick, and Poku. (laughs) Do you think we could get Poku to be a producer? That would
0: be amazing. We We should talk to him. Talk to his people. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on.